Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we'll do a little uh, football, then we'll get back to our uh, baseball, I promise. Uh, but let's get into the trades yesterday with Albert. Albert, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Mike? All right, let's do the Jalen Ramsey deal. Um, Listen, they got the malcontent out. They got a lot for them. Now, Ram picks might not be that high of picks, but they got two ones and a four, which is a heck of a heck of a deal um, from that standpoint. Uh, give me what went down. Well, I think it's part of, part of the changing climate in the NFL. Where we're seeing more stars move and, and move for big returns. We saw it with Odell. We saw it with Laramie Tunsil. Um, we saw it with Brandon Cooks twice. Um, you know, more and more now. We're seeing teams get out in front of these where you know they don't think they're going to be, re- be able to re-sign the player um, or they may not want to re-sign the player, and so they decide to move on early. And obviously, Jalen Ramsey forced the issue here. Um, and, you know, you give the Jaguars credit. They set the price. They said it's going to cost 2-1, and they got their price. And so, you know, I think this sort of solves a bad situation that they were in. Um, and they get great return for a really, really good player. For the Rams, you know, as much as anything else, um, this is the way they've done business. You know, uh, they, you look at the way they've, they've, they've dealt their first-round picks away, some of the players they brought in. Cooks was one of them. They gave up a one for him. Um, they moved a huge haul to go and get Jared Goff in 2016. And so it's left them without, um, you know, first-round picks. They're going to go five years without a first-round pick, but, the flip side is they've got you know a bunch of guys who are in their mid twenties who um, should be productive for them for years to come, and so you know I, I think it's for the Rams it's just you know kind of adding another piece to a core that already includes Jared Goff and Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think the problem with the Rams is I don't think I don't think their quarterback's good enough. I think it's a big yeah. problem. I think he's a bit. I think they over they overestimated their quarterback. He came apart in the Super Bowl. He has not played well this year. Uh, I, I do not like what I see from him, and I think he, you know, Gurley is falling apart, which running backs do, as we know. Right. Uh, but I just don't love the quarterback. I just don't think he's a special quarterback. I don't even think he's a franchise quarterback. Well, the issue there, too, Mike, is what's around him right now. Um, to me, that's a little problematic in that you've got a left tackle in Andrew Whitworth who might be in his last year. Um, right. If not, he's probably not got more than a year past right. that. Right, who they got a lot they, out of. Who, who was a good they've gotten a lot them. out of yeah. Him, yeah. The Giants should, Giants should have signed them, and they didn't. And the Rams, yeah. Rams hit a home run, but he's finally done. He's finally done. Yeah, and so, so you lose him. You already lost Roger Saffold, the starting guard, and right. your starting center, John Sullivan, um, in free agency last year. You haven't been able to really adequately replace those guys. So the line's a problem. And then, you know, you've got the condition of Gurley, and I would, you know, I argue that Todd Gurley was a huge part of Jared Goff's success, being able to do everything off of play action, Agreed. how people had to respect him. Agreed. He was just an enormous part of making Jared Goff more comfortable. And getting the production he got out of him, quite frankly, in 2017 and 2018. And now, you know, with your quarterback making more money um, and, you know, sort of lesser pieces around him, you're going to be asked, asking more of him to lift the team up. And the question becomes whether or not Goff, um, Goff is capable of doing that. 
And I know I can hear it um, from you that you don't think so. And I know there are a lot of other people that question whether he can do it either. Well, listen, it wasn't just that he let me let everybody down in the Super Bowl and he played the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen anybody play. Uh, it was as bad as it was as bad as Roethlisberger's was in a winning effort, which was always the worst Super Bowl I'd ever seen anybody play. I mean, and, and I'm going under the ones that weren't under complete duress, like Kerry Collins, you know, against the yeah. Ravens, where he had no chance. I mean, he just had no chance. But um, in the games that could have been competitive, I thought he missed so many open receivers. I thought he was so bad. He had guys in the end zone open, waving for him, and they couldn't get him the ball. I mean, just uh, stuff like that. Um, and the Rams are struggling, let's be honest. I mean, I, I did not expect the Niners to go in there and beat them up the way they did, but they went in there and beat them up the other day. Yeah, and it's I think it goes to show you that it's still a line of scrimmage game, you know, and um, while everybody's going nuts over the Browns acquiring Odell Beckham, um, we've seen what the Rams have done in the skill positions. You look at the way the Niners built their team. I mean, there are a lot of people out there, Mike, that couldn't name a single receiver on the the Niners roster. Yet, they've got Joe Staley, now he's hurt. They've got Mike McGlinchey, he's hurt. But those two first-round picks to tackle, they've invested there. They brought in Western Richburg um, to play center from the Giants. And then on the defensive line, they've got they five got a great defensive pick. line, and and right. now and they also have a great tight end who's still not a household word who is already yep. the best young tight end in the sport. Right, and so you look at one of the investors; they invest in big people. You know, like they've got a really really solid foundation. Forget about everything else; they've got a solid foundation on both lines of scrimmage. And if you're good in those areas, that's usually a pretty good starting point. Normally, when you're good in those two areas. You're gonna you're gonna be in every game at the very least, and so then you start to add pieces like Garoppolo, like Sherman, like uh, George Kittle, you know, and you really got something. And so I, I really like the way that Kyle Shanahan and, and John Lynch built that roster, and I think because of they built that roster, they were able to exploit some of the holes the Rams had, and quite frankly, still have even after the Daniel Ramsey trade. I tell you, um, looking at these last couple of weeks, teams that had Super Bowl uh, aspirations and whether they'll and and are in a good position, like New England. New England clearly needs to make a trade. The obvious place is Cincinnati. Can they go to Cincinnati and get one of their real offensive players? Because they need a pick me up. They 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 have to fix the offensive line, which Dante Sconecchia will fix by the time the playoffs come around because yeah. he's, he's the best. But they need a playmaker. Preferably yeah. a tight end. Gronkowski's not coming back. They preferably need one at tight end. Uh, or they need an elite wide receiver. Uh, everyone thinks they, they're they going to make a deal with the Bengals. What do you think about that? Well, the Bengals have to break character to conduct a fire sale. That's just not who they've been. And I know you look at them, they don't have a win their own six. Um, and they've got some pieces that I think would be of interest to other teams. Guys like Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap and A.J. Green. Uh, but their history is they don't move guys like that, and they want to support um, Zach Taylor in his first year, help him build a foundation. Um, and it's tougher to do that if you're if you're selling off parts. And so, I I think that you probably have to blow the Bengals away to get one of the more significant pieces. Now, maybe they would move someone like Tyler Eifert. Um, that could be an interesting piece for New England. I think you he'd know, help. Got, I think they, he they, would they, help. Yeah, I mean he's not he's got the health issue, so it's, right. that's that's there. But, like, he could help you. The team I would sort of keep an eye on here, um, two teams I would keep an eye on, is potential sellers, depending on how the next week, two weeks go, Atlanta and Denver. 
Uh, well, Atlanta, Atlanta, it's time. Atlanta, it's over. I, I would fire the coach. I think they they they're gonna have to. Well, and and they and they're done. And and they are done as a franchise. I mean, they have to rebuild now. They they the sure. idea that they're only a piece away is crazy now. Right. And like so, you you look at Atlanta, and if you're New England, do you go calling for Mohamed Sanu, who played at Rutgers, who you know who was teammates with a lot of guys who are on the Patriots roster. They've got well, Belichick knowledge. always has a lot of Rutgers players, as you know. Right, you know, right. Yes. So Sanu is a possibility. Austin Hooper, a possibility. And then go over to the Denver Broncos. They're another team that could be selling um, in a couple weeks. We'll see how, how that goes. They've, they've won two in a row now. Yeah, not but, so fast you know, with so, them, I think. Not so fast in that division, you know? Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly, though, if they were willing, um, Emmanuel Sanders is somebody that's a, a very good player. And New England's had interest in the past. They signed him to an offer sheet. Um, when he was a restricted free agent in Pittsburgh, he wound up, you know, get that, that, that wound up getting matched. So he wound up staying with the Steelers at the time. But the Patriots have always had an interest in, in him. And so I, I, I think there's a good chance they wind up adding a skilled player. And I think, I, I think Denver and Atlanta, depending on how the next two weeks go, the two weeks between now and the trade deadline go, whether or not they, you know, win, lose, whatever, the next two games – um, those could be two teams that you know. I, I think New England could absolutely work with uh, ahead yeah. of that October 29th deadline. And I think New Orleans is in great shape. They're going to get to yeah. They, they they have two games before the bye, a tough game at Chicago, and then a home game against Arizona. So the worst they'll be is six and two. Then they have their bye week. And then Breeze will come back, and you know people are raving about Teddy Bridgewater. Except if they're watching the games then they wouldn't be raving because I'm not knocking Bridgewater, but they haven't tried to throw a ball down the field yeah. with Bridgewater as the quarterback, and they are not playing like the Saints. They're winning with their defense, uh, and they are loaded, and when Breeze comes back, that team is going to explode. I think they're in fantastic shape. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. I really do. I think, they, I, I think this is their year. I think they held on with Breeze, and now they've got it. Give Bridgewater credit, but they have not asked Bridgewater to throw the ball 10 feet. And, Mike, you know what's, what's really interesting about it is I think having to win different ways is going to make them stronger. You know, having to win with the running game, having to win with the defense, and that defense isn't getting enough credit. There are premier players in that defense. Demario Davis has played really well. Marshawn Lattimore is a defensive player. Their the defense has played great. Has yeah, played Marcus great. Davenport, like the yeah. guy they traded up for a couple of years ago, he's playing really well. So they're learning to win the game in different ways. And – I think that's going to help them twofold, right? Like this whole going through this whole thing is going to help them twofold. Number one, I think it's going to be a more well-rounded team that Drew Brees is going to step back into. Number two, this isn't a debilitating injury that Drew Brees suffered, right? Like it's not like a knee or a hamstring or a high ankle sprain. It's not one of those. It's a thumb, and so it's not like you know old age is going to creep up faster because he suffered this injury. Once he's good, he should be good, and. I'll tell you, there were a lot of people who sort of watched at the end of last year and wondered whether or not Drew Brees was worn down at the end of the year as a result of his age. You're now going to be getting a fresh Drew Brees who's going to be jumping back into the lineup in November. And I, 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 I can tell you, I, I just, I know there's a little bit of an expectation there that they might, might wind up, that that might be, wind up being the silver lining in this whole thing is you get a better Drew Brees in November or in January because he hasn't had to go through the grind before. I think season. that's true. I think the other thing is Kansas City, which everyone thought was off and running. Uh, Andy messed up. I got to be honest. He, in a fit of peak last year, he threw everybody off the defense because they didn't make the plays against the Pats. And now his defense is worse. And now his defense can't stop the run. And they don't even have the ferocious pass rushes they had. And now their defense is just awful. And they're not going to win with that defense. 
And there's, I like, you know, look, it was a historic amount of turnover. If you look at the guys that they let go of really over the last couple of years, right? Like, so, you know, you let go of D Ford up front, you let go of Justin Houston up front. It's been a couple of years. They let go of Marcus Peters. I mean, those are frontline players that you had to replace over the last few years. And then you bring in Tyron Mack, you bring in Frank Clark, you're starting some rookies, Juan Thornhill starting at safety, then you got a new defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo. Uh, I always thought this was a little bit of a heavy lift. And my feeling on it the whole time was, if Spags can make that a top 15 defense, he deserves consideration to be you know, the, defense, the assistant coach of the year in the NFL. And if he can get them in the position where they're a top 15 defense, I think that could be a Super Bowl champion. It just hasn't happened for Well, the one thing and, that – I'll give you one word of question about that, and I agree with you, is this. Spags' defenses usually get better as the seasons go on. That's the one yeah. thing because it's a very technical defense to learn, and, it's, and, it's a, and players have a hard time learning it. The Giants, the year they went to the Super Bowl, gave up like 40 points the first two weeks and, and, and wound up winning with that defense that year. But they had pass rushes. This team, Andy traded too many guys. He got rid of too many guys in anger, and, and basically he got rid of too many good players. And I'll just tell you, like, there's a lot on the big ticket free agent acquisitions, right? Like, so Tyron Matthew, and I know he wasn't a free agent acquisition for the trade uh, for Frank Clark. Those guys are going to need to be at the center of whatever happens over the course of the next 10 weeks. And, um, you know, I really think as much as anything else, you mentioned the pass rush. So much of what Spags does is about getting home with the pass rush. Chris Jones, premier guy inside that they've had there that they're going to have to pay now. They need Frank Clark to play better. I mean, that's the bottom line, based yep. on what they paid for him and based on the way Spags is defense And they need Chris up. Jones to be healthy in the worst right. way. Yes. They need Chris Jones to be healthy, and they need Frank Clark to play better. If they get those two things, that's a start. But until they're there, like, they're nowhere. No, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, listen, uh, we got a lot more to talk about. I know you got to run, but we'll do it uh, as we get zeroing in, especially after the Yankees get through their postseason. So thanks for a couple minutes. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.